Hello and welcome to episode 244 of Three Beers a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Colin, how are you? Again, a late night. Three beers I, for I, us tonight. I, I, is it half nine at night? This is, we're the bad boys of podcasters, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, it's, I think it's really sad that to us half nine is a late night. That's what's really sad more than anything well, else. I, but, but we're grown-ups, we're adults, man. We're working and stuff like that. This is like, well, man, this is, I'm drinking and it's like half nine. and everything. Drinking on a, a half nine on a school night is ridiculous. Um, um doing. Lorraine's got this, Lorraine gets up really early in the morning, she's got this creepy alarm that she sets, that lets her know when it's bedtime, mm. at half night, and it's the, the kind of go to sleep, but it's like a pure creepy chime, do you know what I mean? So well, it's like, okay. I know, it's creepy, don't like it. It's it's fucking it's like sucking out a fucking blumhouse, you know what I mean? Like every day, <laughs> half day it comes on, like just to get it's like this a wee man Ah, totally. It's fucking creepy as fuck. Do you know what I mean? It's like you don't need that. Before you go to your bed, you know, that's no. the last thing you need to read. Somebody singing, you know, fucking jolly tunes, you know. Right, bedtime, you, 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 want, you want a wee bit of white noise or maybe some ocean sounds, uh, no? Um, no, this is creepy. Yeah, your missus watches a lot of serial killer documentaries, so maybe serial killer's her happy but, place. But then she's the most squeamish person I know, which yeah. we, I, I don't get it. I mean, like, yeah, she listens to murder podcasts all day long, you show her a picture of a spot of blood and she's like, oh. But then she's not I, I, she, she knows what to look out for when it comes to serial killers, that's the thing. She well, yeah, I, or she knows how to kill me and get away with it. That's also a possibility. If you want to flip it, it's head. So whoever yeah. disappear, suspect number one. Oh yeah, that's up. definitely. Yeah. If, if you if you disappear, I'm telling you to check her brains. That's 100% <laughs> the first thing you're going to do. Um, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I, I, well, I've been out and had a few beers already. Um, so um, I've came home and poured myself um, a, a Captain Morgan's and, and lemonade. So rum and lemonade for me tonight. So no, no fancy beer. Yeah, I don't. I don't like rum and coke. Lemonade um, sounds. It's not, it's not. It's not a lot of sweetness to that. Like way sweeter than it should be. Which I, I've got a sweet tooth too. So yeah, I've, you know, I, I take lots of sugar in my tea and coffee. Right, okay. so it's <laughs> coke sweeter than lemonade, though. I don't know. Mum, Coke has probably got more sugar in it, but I just feel lemonade is something I would consider a lot sweeter than, than drinking so, Coke. Yeah. yeah, but I don't really but, drink normal um, Coke nowadays. I drink Diet Coke. I've not drunk normal Coke. Yeah, I've always Max or, or Coke Zero. Um, Coke but Zero no, yeah. I'm not, not a huge fan of rum and Coke at all. Just it doesn't click. So I'll always do rum and lemonade. So I've got a Morgan's and lemonade tonight. So no no fancy beers this week. I was going to go to the fancy beer shop until I went to the pub instead. And yeah. <laughs> it kind of well ended my plans to, to do that. Um, what what interesting... Well, I'm, in the city, I'm in the city on Tuesday, so I might go to a fancy beer shop on Tuesday. Um, I, I think you need to go to the West End and go to the cave. Might go to the cave, might go find some... I think there's a few in the Merchant City. I'll be, I'll be in the Merchant City. Um, so I might be looking around you and get a, uh, a wee, a wee well, crate. So the, the one in West, uh, West Renfield Street, wherever, Renfield Street, wherever it's called. That's you too far know. up. I'm not walking that up. That's, that's, oh, that's, right, okay. that, that's, that's a hill. I've got to walk up. Uh, it's it's quite, quite a big hill as well. Quite a big um, what, hill, are you, yes. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking tonight. I'm drinking one from, it's called Six Degrees North. Oh. Madison West Coast IPA. Madison West Coast IPA. And it is brewed in, it's born in Belgium, brewed in Scotland. Oh, nice. So yes. Scottish Belgian. Nice. Scottish Belgian. So, we were it's saying like this last it's year. It's of beers. Be- Bel- Belgium's do a really good kind of brew. They've they've master brewing, I think. Um, so how's the Scottish variant of a Belgian brew? To be honest, Describe I think it. the Scottishness of it is is the part I'm not appreciating of it. It's quite bittery. It's you know it's, it's quite oh. it packs the taste buds. It's not it doesn't feel very smooth or soft. Um, oh. that, when I seen Belgian, I was expecting more of a blue moony type feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I would have thought. Yeah, blondie, yeah. but no, it's got quite a bitterness to it that I'm not entirely behind. 
Scottish water, perhaps? Possibly Scottish water. Um, it's, it oh. has got that harshness of the Scottish beer. I think I think Scottish beer quite harsh at times, some of them Can want be. to do. Yeah, so, yeah, no, yeah. I get, I get it. It's got a kind of distinct taste. It's, it's got, it's got a taste of, of a country that's, that's hit by wind and rain constantly. <laughs> that's what it taste of, you know. There's no softness it, to the personality or the skin. It, you know? it lingers, shall we yes. say? Um, yeah. How how strong is it? Is it six percent? Please say it's six percent. No, it's not. That, that it, would be perfect. Uh, doesn't tell me how much it was actually. Sorry, I'm not probably look here. Actually, no. I thought we were supposed to legally have it on it, but actually, have yeah, it. oh, seven point three. Oh, Jesus, That's... you're right. So one of them's plenty then. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, two of them and you'd be... Yeah, maybe, maybe, that, maybe it's what I'm tasting is alcohol. You know, normally sure. the beers we drink, we don't really taste the alcohol. And no, we very much you get... taste the, the fruitiness. I get that way, um, Devel especially, because um, that's like eight point nine percent or something. When you drink it, you taste that that kind of alcohol. The alcohol right. cuts through the actual <laughs> drink itself. You realise the drink uh, that we drink is pretty much like for kids. It's it's, sort of, it's for like uh, very soft men, whereas proper alcoholic drinks are for real hardy men, which we are yeah. not. Why we remember, don't drink whiskey um, that much? You know, if you drink proper no, whiskey, no, not whiskey. I remember a few years back now, um, my brothers girlfriend who's um from Slovakia mm. she brought us back a bottle of Slovakian alcoholic tea and right. the, the, this is the ain't bullshit this shit was 93% proof Jeez. um I had a sip and we were having a barbecue out back and I had right. one sip and I threw it in the barbecue and dude it was like <laughs> <laughs> honestly Lorraine was like wow she might have brought you home jet fuel essentially what she's grabbed yeah, yeah, it's fucking insane, man. How yeah. can you drink? You can't. I mean, even fucking absinthe isn't as strong as that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fucking mental. But this shit's legal. Do you know what I mean? Like, there you go, have some tea. No, that's not fucking. Right, they're not tea, in Russia that anything under ninety two percent is classified as water. Possibly, <laughs> possibly, <laughs> yeah, man. Fucking, but, ah, there's some scary, scary alcohols here. Do yeah. you know I mean? The, the, you know, you think you have like, a vodka and think this is. Hardcore, and you, you kind of have yeah. shit like this, and you're like, Oh, right, this is a whole new level. It makes my inability to drink 7.2 percent make me feel very much of a, a weak man. I'm very much, a oh weak no, man. I, I quite happily own that. That I can drink a can of 7.2 and stand up. I'm happy, like, you know, I, I, <laughs> fucking, I'll own that shit with pride. You know what I mean? I'm fucking Bud Light, fucking puts me in my ass about too many, so <laughs> I'll, I'll take that anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the uh, the viewings this week. So, have you watched anything of interest at home? Um, I'm up to episode three of Moon Knight. I've not like, watched episode four yet, so I, I can't so, um, I watched episode four last night. Uh, without spoilers, absolutely fucking bonkers. Um, e- three of them, three didn't jive on three. I thought was a bit of a placeholder a wee bit. I liked three a lot. I, I did read online and a lot of people were saying that they were really confused by it, which I did. I thought it was quite easy to follow. I, 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 I was confused. I mean, it was a weird episode, but I didn't think it was confusing. I wasn't confused by it, but I felt the wheels were spinning and not really moving too much forward. Yeah, this one kind of a bit more traction this time. Okay. Um, definitely two, two, two split genres, you know, the, the right. first half's a genre, the second half's the genre again, but very interesting. I think without spoilers, but I think this is from what I've read. Um, this is pretty much lifted from one of the most iconic Moon Knight comic books. All right, okay, kind of more recent uh, run. But, I've not read a lot of my Moon Knights, I can't really talk. So they're going with a partner that says, like, you know, that this is the comic book reading that they're going with, which people right. are saying they don't know how they're going to squeeze it into two more episodes, but right, okay. I'm sure there's another season in the works anyway. Um, no, but, apparently not. 
Is it? Is it not? No, I just think my share is one and done. He's not averse done? to doing. A, he's, he's not averse to doing the character again. But it seems like if he wants to do it again, he's more wanted to be on uh, the big screen in some way. Oh, interesting. Um, what I'm weirdly liking is over the course of four episodes. Um, no spoilers, but there's no Moon Knight in this episode. But that's like four episodes, and I would say Moon Knight's had a total of five minutes screen time. Possibly the, the Moon Knight you sort of recognise of the cape guy. Yes, yeah. There's, there's sort of variations of Moon Knight. Yeah, but the actual kind of cape and kill and you know, yeah, very limited, glass, very limited. Yeah. Which do you know what? It, it does suffer for. It, I don't think I'm. I'm quite enjoying it for it. Hold on, yeah. I'm a kitten bite my hand. Go away, horror. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it doesn't. You know, you you don't notice that there's not a lot of the title hero in there. You know I, mean? I think that's because yeah. you've got Oscar Isaac in the lead role, who is an insanely watchable actor. Absolutely. Um, last week I'd mentioned to you there was one wee tiny bit where it does a close up his face switching from Stephen to yes. Mark. I, I love stuff like that. Just yes. subtleties in actors' faces. You know, <laughs> where it's like you snap your fingers and there's just a change in your lip. That's that character. Right. Amazingly done. What, it's yeah, amazing like acting. acting is a skill. It's not just something oh, anyone yeah. can do. It is a, it's a trained and honed skill you have to do. Yeah, to definitely. Access, just you know? that, that one we, you know, it was like literally like, you know, fucking half a second, you know, and it was like, wow, you know. So that bit in there, Captain Phillips with Tom Hanks, you know I mean? Like, it, it, it course that exactly. full movie and at the end you get like this 30 second scene and you're like, Fuck me. Do, do you know what I mean? It's, 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 yeah, it's stunning acting. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've enjoyed Moon Knight so far. Anything else you've watched of interest? Um, nah, not not in TV. I've not done much TV viewing, unfortunately. So that, that's it for TV, I'm afraid. What about yourself? The only thing I've watched of interest on TV that I really enjoyed was I watched a documentary called Tony Hawk Until the Wheels Come Off. Oh, as in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on the PlayStation 2? Well, it's all about Tony Hawk. Like, so... Yeah. Probably like you, my introduction to Tony Hawk was all about was all the games. Like, cause I loved yeah. the games when I was a kid. I loved mm-hmm. the sound. More importantly, I loved the soundtrack of the games. Punky as fuck, yeah, all yeah. very yeah. punk and sky and all that kind of stuff. It was very much my guy that I'm still pretty much running that that, that yeah, sort of yeah, that soundtrack no, in my totally, life. Totally, right, um, totally. It's just it's just about it's just a, a, a pretty standard HBO documentary about his life. You know, from like sort of growing up in a, a family, but like sort of the background of his family. But he was like sort of the youngest child of like quite old parents. So like his mum had him when she was like I think nearly fifty, possibly. Oh, so wow! His, so he eventually was, he raises an only child essentially, but he had like something like four older siblings who were all mm. like in their twenties and like like off to college and stuff like that. By the time he got he was born so he's a sort of weird baby in the family and then it's like him getting interested in skating and then his dad coming back from the war and sort of been a bit lost for something his dad sort of started running the skating sort of like championship so that created problems for Tony Hawk because even though he was very good at it people thought he was always getting favoritism from his dad and stuff like that so mm. everyone hated him and it's yeah. just obviously there's a lot more to the story than than, than what I thought and there's a whole kind of the skating boom in the sort of the 80s, I think it was, kind of early, like, and then it yeah, sort of, yeah. then it dipped again, and then it came back again, and it, you said, it always seems up and down, up and down, it's sort of how yeah. you get to, we went from having all the money, doing ridiculous things, to eventually, like, basically, he was dirt poor, and he had to borrow money, and he was, like, um, basically, um, sort of working, sort of tent jobs and stuff like that, to try and keep the, keep the lights on, then skating well. came back in a way, and it was it just sort of, it's an interesting sort of life story, nothing overly, like sort of, um, like I didn't kind of totally know before. You know, I kind of, I kind of knew the ups and downs, but just it was more like a kind of nice nostalgic look back because I was always 
I never really done skating because I was never really agile or sort of like same. Yeah, I, I, I tried it once. Liked the culture of it, like I was always very yeah. much involved in it. Um, I, I tried it once, fell on my ass, and I thought that, that yeah. this isn't for me, and never again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But all the bands I like are all very much involved in the skater, like culture, like punk music, is all very much involved. Like, even the way I dress now is sort of has a sort of skater. No, de- well. definitely. You can imagine you hanging about Kelvin Grove skate park. And yes. You- Totally fine. I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, my, my only kind of, I suppose, associations is probably all all the kind of PlayStation games stuff yep. like that, and tenuously Jackass maybe. Yeah, Jackass is big. Yeah, Jackass as well. Yeah, Bamargera as well. The whole kind of. Aye, so but he's just one of these people yeah. who sort of lives in pop culture, and you sort of everyone kind of knows his name and knows who he is yeah. and stuff. Like that. And also, you get they get what he's doing. He's still doing his tricks and stuff. He still skates like five or six times a day. That's what I was going to say. Is it, is it is how, years old? And he's still skating. That's, dude, I'm fifty-one, and I can't get up the stairs at work anymore. Exactly. You know I mean? and that's a, fucking scary. There's a moment in this, and you watch him. He's trying to be the first person to do. I think it's like, um, it's like four rotations. I think it is when he's and it's well, up when he comes up, and you see him like just. He's got a determination of like it doesn't matter how much it hurts. He's going. To, he is going to get this, and it's going. To, he's going to do it no matter how many times he doesn't get it. And one you see at the start, you saw him doing it in his own personal skate park, sort of just doing it and just trying to do it for the camera. Then you hmm. see back, I think it's maybe like sort of the early two thousands. He was doing it in front of an audience and sort of like a, like a stadium audience doing it, and the crowd are like jumping from to do it, and he just kept just doing it. And with that pressure on him, he just kept just going for it and going for it. No matter how hard they hit, he was like, "I'm going to get this." And it's all that kind of st- determination in a, in a man to see him do that is quite yeah. impressive when you watch it. You know, so I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, th- I think what I guess like kind of. I guess like BMX and snowboarding, I think there is a certain pair, a certain mindset you need to do that. Do you know what I mean, like, I, I've not got it. Do you know what I mean? No, I've not got it either. Definitely. If I can't do something after you know two or three tries, I'm like, this yeah. sucks. So move on. But yeah, there's a, a mindset for these fuckers. Aye, and that's what a lot of guys talk about is like his ability to know what he's done wrong and try and rectify it. He doesn't get angry. You sort of you, you just you see him, it becomes more and more of a laser focus of like, I know what I've got to do, and I will get it. Yeah, I, I can do it. Whereas, yes, I you know, think- I'm like, no, I, I, I can't do it. Stop and yeah. no, I mean, 53. I, I didn't realize that. I mean, that's fucking nuts to be skiing and that age. I mean, and doing what you're saying, he's trying to do as well. And you know, yeah. doggedly doing this, yeah. And then insane. obviously, runs a business still, and he's obviously makes still mm-hmm. you know, video gamer still out there and stuff like that. And he's yeah, got the yeah. you know, he does, he's in the last Jackass film as well for like a one yeah. scene as well. Yeah, so I think he's been in a few movies in his career, hasn't he? Like, yeah, he's, as, he's, as himself, but aye, yeah, but he's, you know, he's kind of popped up. Kind of pop he's definitely one of those stuff like, as well. He's almost like a Henry Rollins type figure. He's like he's a pop culture icon. You know, every, every mm. people in our world tend to know who Tony Hawk is. Even if you don't know skating that well, you can know the name Tony Hawk. It's a name you recognise definitely. Yeah. It's it was pretty interesting. It was enjoyable. It was on HBO. So, HBO. Yeah, you find mm, it on Netflix, the documentary Netflix. channels. Oh, uh, Sky, right? Cool. Sky. cool. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll put that out. Okay, Tony Hawk until the Tony Hawk until the wheels come off. If you're a kid like much myself who grew up in the sort of Late nineties, early two thousand, you're a fan of the games. You'll have a lot of nostalgia for it. Like the soundtrack, particularly, yeah. I was like, oh, I just love the soundtrack. When it just like, it's, it takes all the stuff from the games, and you're like, oh, I remember playing it for hours. You know the songs playing in the yeah. background of my TV. Just to put it out there, I was fucking kick ass at Tony Hawk's on the PlayStation. I, I was I very good. At, very good. At, yeah, Tony Hawk Two, particularly. I was yeah, really good at two, that one. Two and three, I could do shit on that. Show. I, I yeah. could. Bust those moves out. Um, ask me to do real life, and I'd be like, "No, I can't. Don't, I can't do that." But no, I'm no. gonna enjoy. I enjoy pad, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm I, spent a, I spent a lot of time playing. That's what I, <laughs> like, that's what I think. It was between that and 
Clerks. I found Bad Religion, who are one of my favourite bands. Like, was they, they're on that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. in the, and Clerks, they're like, well, I, that's going to be my band and still are. So yeah, that, that, that soundtrack made a big impression on me, um, even more so than the game. For sure, yeah, yeah. Man, for sure. Um, well, from that, we'll go into some, some movie watching. So we'll start with a Netflix release, which might coming soon might be one of the few Netflix releases. By what we're hearing, Netflix is on the definite decline right now. It's going to be. I think it's a bit of a sensation, I think. I think okay so, yeah. I don't think it's going to die anytime soon, yeah. but I definitely think they'll not, not at all. They'll probably kind of change their tack a wee bit and you know, pull out some fancy tricks and stuff like that, but Netflix is going to be here for a long, long time. I yeah. think so. They might good or, good prices, or bad. might do something. Yeah. Yeah. As we cut yeah. to a month from now and Netflix is <laughs> filing for bankruptcy, it's <laughs> like how much we know. <laughs> um, but the film we talk about is on Netflix this week. It's one called Choose or Die, um, directed by Toby Meekins. It's his debut feature. Um, the plot of this film is uh, some kids uncover uh, an old video game, one of these um, uh, type, what's it called? A, so a role-play game. Role-play yeah, type. Yeah. So a a text-based te- role-play game, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. Was it the Indiana Plains or something was one of the you know, major ones back in the day. It was like, so you had to get across yeah. America, one of the working ones. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, but this one basically is sort of, you have to choose something, you know, usually between one horrific thing and another, Um it's unlocked a code that's interfering with reality that's causing people mm-hmm. around this girl to act in very bad ways, you know, either you know, to hurt themselves or to hurt others. And they're trying yeah. to unravel the mystery behind why is it doing this and how can they stop it? Yeah. Um, that's the idea behind yeah. it. Um, in the film, you've got Iola Evans plays the lead. Aza Butterfield, who I actually do quite like a lot of stuff. He pops up yeah, in it as well. Yeah. Um, Angela Griffith, Eddie Marsden pops up in it. Um, yeah, he's a bookend, isn't he? He's yeah, he really is. Yeah. And nothing else in between, yeah. Eddie Marsden is a working actor, and there's not a script that Eddie Marsden will not say no to. Um, he does Griffith. elevate those scripts. I've he does elevate, he elevates everything yeah. he's in, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And you've also got Ryan Gage pops up in it as well, and you've got the voice of Robert England. Um, which I would say is impressive, but to be honest, right now, if you, if you can do a horror film and Robert England's not in it, that's actually more impressive right now. Good. I'm pretty sure if I phoned Robert and said to Robert to next week, come and say happy birthday, he'd be here. Um, so, yeah, yeah I love I, Robert a lot, but yeah, he's, he's, there's not much to mind. There's not much prestige behind having Robert England in your film these days. He <laughs> yeah. will say yeah. yes to almost anything. <laughs> yes. Chat the letterbox and he's there, absolutely. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I'll start with this one. In, uh, on, anyway, so... Um, I, to begin with, I thought it was an interesting spin on the whole "what would you do" premise. You know, we've seen a few yeah, of these because we've had like truth or dare stuff like that. So we've had, what, e- yeah, yeah, would, even saw and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, the would you rather's and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That 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 interesting premise quickly deteriorates into pretty much nonsense. Um, yeah, yeah, which it it number one, it doesn't stick to its own rules for a start. That annoys me. Um, if you don't stick to your own rules, then therefore everything becomes muddled, and I'm, I'm not believing the world that's existing. You've got to at least stick yeah. to your rulings. Um, it, it has moments because the, the cast all seem kind of game to be involved in it. They don't seem to be sort of uh, phoning it Absolutely, in. yeah, yeah. Everyone, they're going for it. I mean, you've got like Angela Griffiths, who's probably best known in Britain for Coronation Street, I want to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for for I mean, like thirty years, twenty years stint on that, you know, and she's gave it from an American accent, yeah, um, and stuff like that. And yeah, the, 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 there's no hesitation for the cast to immerse themselves in this world. Um, not all successfully, but they do. They do it's try. a very lackluster script. Even you normally see them struggling to try even deliver the dialogue because yeah. it's so mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also very much a victim, surprisingly, of a Netflix um, film of a, a victim of its own budget. 
Like, yeah. you're seeing very scenarios play out on like a video game display at times, you know, like the scene with the, the rat, and you're like going, Yeah, there was no tension in that scene whatsoever. I didn't or feel like the, was... the, the driving for one place to another, and it's uh-huh. like, you know, a, a, an eight bit pixelated car driving to one place. You're like, I, I don't know if that was supposed to be some kind of stylistic choice, but because it was only done once, it didn't really make any sense. Yeah, absolutely. There was yeah. a lot of it was like that, and you're like, that's, you know, why? Um, it was trying to tap into that sort of nostalgia of, like, for you and me who like these 80s video games and sort of who, who remember this kind of stuff, and try, like, kind of the babysitter done that a little bit, tapped into that nostalgia for that generation, but it sort of um, Fear Street, the second yeah, part yeah, of that as well. Yeah. This but it got right, yeah. Throughout it, that it yeah. didn't really fit into any sort of genre. Um, and to be honest, it is pretty much just straight to streaming fodder. And it, and to be honest, even that, that is a pretty poor example of even that. Um, Which, again, is, is at the moment probably the problem with Netflix is yeah. they'll take anything and put it out there. Regardless it's, content of, you know, as opposed to, it's content as opposed to anything of actual value. Yeah. It, it doesn't actually... I don't think anyone in this film... You can go the way of putting this in a screen of like going, this is something that I'm proud, not proud of. I mean, everyone's proud of probably the work they've done and yeah. stuff like that, but yeah. I'm sure it's not something that they're putting to the top of the resume of the film they're in. It just it, yeah, it, offers, it offers nothing. They're not thinking Oscars when they're making this. No, that, that, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, what do you think? Well, I would say the current right, so I'll try and give it some positives because yeah, please, you were a bit mean about it. I said the um, cast were good, the cast, and I like that. I like the premise, yeah, right? So, the, the, the lead girl. Um, who I think this was her first kind of big... Yes, definitely. First lead role anyway, yes. Very much Zendaya vibes from her. She, very, she very Zendaya vibes, yes. Zendaya, but she, not, not in a bad way, not in a derivative way, and, you know, in a very positive way, you know, she, yeah. she, that, that kind of feeling strength about her, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. fucking strong, young woman actor. Um, Asa Butterfield... I, again, I'm like you. I like him a lot, and most of us seen him, and he's got appeal. But it, it didn't have much to do. Was the problem? Um, that's the problem. Yeah, it's, again, he that's was the limited by by the by the script. Um, Eddie Marsden pops up five minutes at the start, five minutes at the end. Competent job, and off off he goes. Um, where where I found I lost it was I, I was quite enjoying it right up until the point where it goes to the found footage of mm. the, the kind of developers in the eighties. Yeah, and. But right from that exact moment, I was like, this is shit. And yeah. up until then, I was like, this, this could be all right. And then this... Is I, you're, you're giving it a chance at that point. You're kind of seeing where yeah. it goes and what it can offer. And this yes. is maybe about the halfway mark, I think. Pretty much, um, yeah. And yeah, from there on in, I was just like, that, that just looked cheap and nasty and underdeveloped from that I that's point onwards. I would say that's a big thing about it. It looked cheap. It felt yeah. cheap. It felt, yeah. I don't know if it was made during the pandemic, but it felt... Everyone felt detached from each other, I would say, yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, even, I think I'd read a review in The Guardian and they were saying, yeah, it's quite visceral and, and, and stuff like that. And I, I didn't get it at all. I thought the gore, the, it's set up, never delivered the setup that it promised. I don't remember any real gore in it, do you? I, I, exactly. Well, there's a bit at the start with the restaurant. That could have been going in the bit in the room with the, the boy. Do you know what I mean? They could have uh-huh. been potentially really gory scenes, and they just never lived up to the you know, the, the kind of build-up it was leading to. You got to them, and you were like, all right, was that it? Do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, take something like another bad movie, um, the, the Letterface one, Texas Chainsaw yes, was seen which was a few months ago. But the gore delivered. Do you know I mean, it, if anything, you, know, you got the gore out of that, yes. It, yeah, it, you, whereas, you went to expecting gore, you got gore, yes. Whereas this promised you, it got to you and it just fell, fell in its arse at that point. I, thought, I, I agree. Yeah. I, 
very disappointing. I, I recommend, I didn't recommend it. I'd suggest this one for us both to yeah. watch, um, as both yeah. has been horror fans to a great degree. Yeah. And I thought maybe something interesting. Yeah, yeah definitely. Just the, to have the premise, which is, again, it's a, it's a well-trodden premise of, you know, the what would you rather do or yeah. what would you rather type thing as well-trodden. But we wait a twist on it, but they just abandon that so quickly and you sort of lose the thread of it that it just becomes really kind of dull, to be honest. Yeah. And that, and, uh, yeah, not you're kind of waiting for it to finish, and you kind of know how it's going to finish as well. Unfortunately, it doesn't hold in it. It's not clever. Do you know what I mean? But no. then it gets to the end. You kind of you've reached the conclusion before they have. Which yeah, I, I, is, you're at the end at least half an hour before they're at the end. Yeah, which is never a good thing. No. Um, out of ten, I would for the acting, I'd give it a four because I think the actors wholeheartedly, you know, they, they gave what they could given the lines they had to deliver. So four out of 10 for performances um, only. We are in absolute agreement, Colm. I've also given it four out of 10. Hey, well done. That doesn't happen often. Doesn't happen very often, but I'm, I'm in pretty much for exactly the same reasons um, yeah. as yourself. Okay. Yeah. Um, so on from that, we'll move on to some cinematic uh, viewings. The first one is the return of a cinematic favourite, and that is a film, The Lost City, um, directed by Aaron Nee and Adam Nee, who I'm assuming are brothers, but I haven't actually checked that. They may be lovers, yeah. but they might, I'm assuming they're brothers. I'm ass- possibly. Have they done other stuff? No one I've got, they've done a film called The Last Romantic and The Band of Robbers. I think I've seen Band of Robbers, but I can't fully remember. I've not seen The Last Romantic, but this is most mm. definitely a massive step up for them. This is always, Shit, this is, yeah. yeah. I think they're yeah. pretty much indie, kind of indie films. Um, right. Okay. So this film is there's a, um, a a novelist. Um, she finished her last book. She's going on a book tour, and on the book tour, she has to do it with the cover model of her uh, book, who is a kind of failed actor who's stumbled on this niche of being beloved by all people and women, particularly um, for being the cover model of this. Yeah. The author is kidnapped because in her book she may have stumbled across the secrets to finding a lost treasure, and um, so she's kidnapped by a. Uh, a billionaire who takes away to a desert island to try and find this treasure. The model takes it upon himself to try and find her, um, and from there all hijinks ensue as they try to escape those who have kidnapped her, and at the same yeah. time try and discover the treasure that she might actually think she may have actually found. Yeah, or yeah. have the plans. Nice, to nicely summed up. So that Thank was very absolutely nailed that one. Yeah. Perfectly um, well done. In the, lead, in the lead role playing the, the novelist is everyone's favourite Sandra, Sandra Bullock, um, who is always a yep. delight to see on the big screen again. Um, yep. You have everyone's favourite himbo, Channing Tatum. Um, yeah. Also popping up in it is Brad Pitt, who appears for, um, well, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen the bits of Brad Pitt that is in. Yeah, <laughs> he's very, very, I, I, Brad Pitt's, but he, he's kind of doing that more and more, isn't he? Now? Yeah. You know, he pops up for five minutes, steals a show and then spawns off, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, Brad, so, you did that again. Brad Pitt's in it. You've also got Danny Radcliffe in it, Daniel Radcliffe, mm. and you've also got Divine Joy Randolph playing the assistant to Sandra Bullock, who pops up in it as well, and, and a yeah. much more expanded role than I thought um, somebody should have. Anyway, um, start yourself. What do you think of this one? Okay, so th- I, I really enjoyed it, <laughs> but I did feel that every joke was covered in the trailers. Um, yes, I agree. Not, yes. not that the movie out with the trailers was bad. It wasn't. It, no. it was a serviceable movie, but yeah... Everything that was funny about it was packed into well, that everything in the story is in the trailer. So if you've seen the trailer, you've yeah. essentially seen the film in a big way. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, performances and um, Bullock, 
Yeah, nothing bad to say. But the only thing I would I would say about Sandra, and it was Lorraine that pointed out, is she's had some work done, and it's noticeable. She doesn't. It she, wasn't she, noticeable all the time, and I thought, but it was noticeable. See the final scene when on the beach, and yeah. talking. You could definitely see she had no emotion. Like, like it's like was... she she's kind of CGI their own lips almost. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, was, yeah. But yeah. I'm like, you know, Sandra, you, you know, you don't need to do that. Man. No, you know, Sandra, like, you need to do that because yeah, the whole point of this film, she's making points of someone says, "Yeah, um, you're still very." You know, she went, "I'm old." She went, and someone goes, "You're still very pretty." She's like, "I didn't say I wasn't pretty. I'm just saying I'm old." You know, yeah, that's it. So that absolutely, both films yeah. make that point all the way through it. Yeah, and not that I'm saying. I mean, I kind of get it. You know, like, like you know, it's. People want to kind of you know improve their looks and stuff like that. I, I get it, but you know, it's like I, I never had a problem with how Sandra looks anyway. If it makes her feel better, you know, and she she thinks you know it works, it did good. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm happy for that. But yeah, it was it was Lorraine pointed it out and when she said it. I was like, I can't even see that now. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's you know, like, it towards the end. Like, there was a few. Yeah. It wasn't like I said. It wasn't like throughout it, but you could definitely see it yeah. at certain points at times. Um, um, Channing was his usual. I think when Channing's lampooning himself, that's when he is comedy gold. Yes. Um, you know, he, he does, him and Marky Mark are the two actors that, you know, when when they, they realise what they're doing and they're just making fun of themselves, yeah, that's that's when they're on point. Um, Daniel Radcliffe, again, turns up, does his job wonderfully and disappears again. He's not in it for a lot, but when he is, you know, he's... Where Daniel's well and truly kind of shoved off the, the Harry Potter cape and became... Yes. His own so. entity and also, like, I like he's still do, he's, he's able to do the big budget stuff like this alongside his uh, indie stuff. He seems to have a lot of fun with what he's doing, yeah. He, uh, yeah, absolutely. He's in his position in life where he can pick and choose what he wants, and he's he, he's choosing what the one role I didn't get was the assistant role. Um, so what's her name, Divine Joy Randolph. I, you could have taken her completely out of that. Nothing, film. She, um, nothing in that story plot does anything, nothing. In the film. You could I, take I didn't that get that plot line out, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ditch one assistant, there's two assistants at the start of it. There's a social media assistant, and the other assistant was she was funny. And shuffled off very quickly, not dead, but yeah. she's shuffled away from the story. Yeah. But they seem to want to continually sit with this other assistant, which never once she's done the job at the start to send someone on a tracking of her, like you know, to send her on her way. Yeah. Her, her role in that film is essentially done, she doesn't have to be yeah. there at all. It is, and, I, I mean, I, I get you know that there's been films in the past where she's funny, but she she just didn't she doesn't take her funny one in this one at all. No, and I, um, I felt like she almost felt the time every time the film went to her, I felt I felt like I was like I don't really want to be with you. I'd rather go back and see different different movie films. almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't understand that choice. Um, and as we said at the start, Brad Brad's in it for the whole uh, five ten minutes. Five minutes, of course, yeah. And uh, it, it totally comes in, steals the show, and then swans off again. Um, you know, you, you just chuckle your ass off at Brad Pitt doing what Brad Pitt does best, um, and and he's he's away. Um, but, but I mean, all of this sounds negative. It, it, it's not me and Lorraine went to see it as you know, kind of couples night, and we totally enjoyed it. So I mean, it was like just a good old fashioned, you know, kind of slice of you know funny action drama that's been missing for a long time. And, it's a kind of film fun romp that's been missing from the cinema for a long time. It's a, it yeah, is a yeah. proper couples movie. It's a proper date yeah. night movie. It feels like uh-huh. that kind of film. Uh-huh. Um, just before we before I got to my feelings on it, who you think's older, Sandra Bullock or Tony Hawk? Oh, I'm going to say Sandra. Sandra is. She's older by four uh, years. Is she? Yes. Wow. It's nuts because Sandra's debut was... Oh, what's the one with Sly Stallone in it? 
Demolition Man. Yeah, that was her her film debut, wasn't it? Um, And I remember for that, like, as if it was yesterday, possibly. Maybe, well... I'm, I'm uh, right. uh, she did have some minor role, yeah. That's a breakthrough role. That, that was one yeah, that brought down yeah, her that attention. Was, yes. the big one. I remember going to see that at the cinema, and it, it doesn't seem like that long ago. Um, that's mad that she's nearly 60. That's fucking nuts, man. I, I mean, not, not she was not in the, the six million dollar man and the bionic woman. Oh, well, not, yeah. not that I'm saying she's old, it makes me feel old. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like, you know, I seen that in the cinema, and it was it was in your cinema actually. Um, come on, oh, was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. When it came out, Demolition Man. Back, I mean, when it came out, dude. That's where I seen that. <laughs> so, um, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, that's, she had a good run at one point. She's a very good show. Show I think she's oh my god, Sandra Bullock is always in, she is a movie star. I'm assuming Julia oh, Roberts yeah. a movie star and Tom Hanks a movie star. She's yeah. constantly watchable on screen. She's never not interesting on screen, and she brings a lot of depth to a role yeah. that. It was pretty paper thin. The role it was there wasn't a lot to oh, it. The, all, all the roles were, um, yeah. But she, the, the, her personality and her character, her way she can bring that alive makes it interesting. So again, totally done the same. He is the perfect himbo, sort of just setting himself up. He knows exactly what he's doing. He, he see, he's. We, I think everyone thinks that Tan Tatum's an idiot, but I think he's clearly a very smart guy who knows exactly oh, yeah. what he, what his range is and what his abilities are and knows how to play them to the maximum effect. But the thing is, is he can act as well, though. Yeah, he can. That's, you know, he can. That's he what's scary. He, I think, you know, he knows what, what the audience wants and, hmm. and what he's good at and he plays to that, you know. But I, I think... In the next kind of 10, 15 years, there's going to be an Oscar nomination for You seem to have McConaughey, you think? Possibly, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I, I really can. Yeah, yeah. Look at oh, that one dog we watched recently. Um, light-hearted movie, but you know some of the kind of heavy-hitting scenes now. Even were, like genuinely the first magic, the first magic night film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. not the not the sequel. The sequel is just what people expect from the first magic night film. Kind of, he's got an absolute sadness to that character that is really hard to describe. He's such a lonely mm-hmm. man. Try to like sort of navigate the world and that sort of it's he has got real range in that, and um, it's him that's putting that across on the yeah. screen. It's you know that's his ability that, that's portraying that. Yeah, I think he's he's got to. I think he's definitely not that that kind of upper echelon yeah. actors that, that can you know go from you know your goofball to he's got you know he's but, got a break. He's got a, he's got an Oscar nomination in him somewhere to, to do oh, that. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so. Not enough Radcliffe. He did feel like he was very much second fiddle. He did feel like he didn't get enough time to shine. He felt like he had he he had a lot for that kind of sort of like the the idea of like them being like sort of jealousy bro and stuff like that. There was all that kind of stuff bubbling there. He could have really brought to the floor. He really could have went a bit, you know. If he was at seven or eight for most of the film, he had he had a a ten or eleven. Oh yeah, I know, but he just didn't really get a chance to go full on it. Well, I think as you said earlier on, um, he's having fun though. That, yes. That's for where Radcliffe is. Everyone's even when fun. you look at something like Victor Frankenstein, which on paper is a terrible movie, um, it's, it's a pure joy to watch because him and McAvoy are just they're, they're having a whale of time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, I, I think you get it for Radcliffe, guns of Kimbo stuff like that. Yeah. You just see that this is a guy that's you know having fun with having fun. With his job, yeah, like, wow, absolutely. Seems, everything I hear him in an interview as well seems to be really seems to be a lot of fun as well. Seems to enjoy yeah. what he's doing. Um, I did enjoy the first half of the film. I enjoyed more like the sort of the horses taking the rescue and the pursuit. More yeah. I enjoyed the sort of Indiana Jones style, let's find the hidden temple thing towards the end, yeah. which I felt that felt rushed a little bit, like yeah, all a little bit too quick. Um, definitely, but it's a proper fun date night movie. 
Um, it feels like a, it feels like the kind of experience you want to have in the cinema with a crowd, with your significant other, in that kind of Friday night environment. Um, very much, I assume you picked up in the whole romancing the stone vibes and things like that from it. Oh, very much. Like oh that. yeah, which is something that's really not been tackled since romancing yeah. the stone. I guess do you know, really, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird that they've never really kind of tapped into that because um, it's, it's, you know, it is like perfect comfort viewing. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's you know, missing from it though. You know what I felt was missing from it? The tie-in soundtrack song. This film yeah, seemed yeah, absolute yeah. prime for like a soundtrack tie-in. You know, you used to get yeah. it all the time in the nineties. You know, like the sort of yeah, I play on MTV with all the clips of the movie during the film. Here's the, I'm going to make I'm going to make you feel old now, and you're going to be yeah. like you're a prick. But tell me a memorable song in the last ten years that you know. No, that's the point. It died off. It died off. It stopped. Yeah. You the don't one get I, the those last one I can remember, apart from Bond, Bond, Bond still has it. Bond still has a tie-in song. I don't. I, the Bella Eilish one. I'm. I no, no, but I'm not saying. Said to me, I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying they still have the tie-in song. But hmm. when, the last. I, I can remember films. I remember songs that I can identify completely with only because of the movie, like that Jamiroquai song. Fucking Ghostbusters. Yeah, Godzilla Jamiroquai. Ghostbusters. Do you, you, have, do you know what I mean? But even even the bad ones, even bad films had like songs attached to them. I remember like not a bad film. Take, like, my, bre- take my breath away. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. That was like, iconic, but even stuff like yeah. you had like there was a, a Celine Dion song attached to um Mask of Zorro. Was it? Maybe it's maybe seen maybe something with a, with a really bad ballad attached to that. You know, I think I think it's almost I think Robin Hood might have like sort of been the, the, the peak moment of it, and then it's declined. That or Titanic, possibly. Yeah, that was a, that was a moment. Yeah, all yeah. Dip, yeah. But, but the, I think the problem. I don't think the problem is film. I think the problem with that is music because, or maybe we're old. Maybe it's not our music anymore. But right. I, I mean, what was it? I was watching. Um, no, I think the problem is they want to put they want to put the, the bangers in the film. They don't want to make a, a banger that will attach to a film. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, they don't mind using the big hits in a film to like sort of, you know, you know, to go along with the soundtrack, but they don't want to have the song that breaks out from the soundtrack. Also, do you think the song they chose for the the Brad Pitt hostage thing was an odd choice? Didn't really fit him with the vibe. Tell me the song. I can't remember. It. Tell Red me the right song. hand. But I quit. I liked it. I like the song. I, ju- I love the song. I just thought Peaky Blinders. So, but I think the familiarity of the song possibly is more what got me rather than. The song fit the situation, maybe. I, I, think, I thought it, yeah. it needed like almost like a a Kingsman style, like sort of almost like a like a, like a disco banger type thing, like an eighties hit. Almost, I felt that was. A I, I'd, I'd have went bop or something like that. That'd been perfect. <laughs> how, how good would that have been? Do you know what I mean? Without a scene, just bop playing the back, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Bop is by <laughs> it needs, needs a comeback. I agree. I'm all oh, for best Mbop. best song ever. But I'm sure there's a million teenagers just now fucking. Cursing me to death, saying you prick, don't know how dare you curse her music. But maybe it's just me, but I can't think of a, what I would classify as a, a kind of you know memorable song in the past maybe 15 years, possibly. Where is it? Where am uh, There's just nothing anymore that, that you know, kind of maybe it's just maybe it's about old and it's your generation. Do you know I mean, like you don't get Guns and Roses and Bon Jovi and stuff like that anymore, but it is. I'm trying Somebody to think. says to me, Julie and I can tell you who Julie Pa is. I mean, the well, fucking song. That's the thing. It's not. You know it's not I mean? know who Julie Pa is. It's more that I'm trying to think of an iconic scene in a film with music that makes me jump. That's like that I, I remember. And all I can really remember is the one in Kingsman when it's um, all the heads are exploding in Kingsman. 
but it's not but, a new song. It's an old song. Yeah, it's that's never, it's what never I was just going to say. It's not a new song. All the songs you remember from films, it's not songs from the last 10 years. No. It's, it's old songs like Gardens of the Galaxy, stuff like that. They're uh-huh. relying on music from the 70s and 80s and not fucking, you know, the early shows or early The point is, the people who are making films now will listen to this music when they were young, so they like to put yeah. it in the film. So probably by the time you get to films like 2045, you will be hearing all about the bass in every single film. Oh, did you just say a song for the last 10 years to me? I like, did, yes. Not even a good one. That like, was I like that song. Places. Do you? I like that song. Oh, <laughs> we're um, off mic words to be had, sir. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like the girl who sings it, but then you're the problem. You with, would... like, the, everyone who sings it all looks so young, so I feel like I'm really, I feel awkward and weird watching them sing so the songs. You should, just yeah. for liking that song, you yeah. should feel that shame anyway. I can't believe you just dropped that on, on air as well, sir. I think it's <laughs> But the fucking post edit, this never happened. My God! Out of ten, what are you, you giving the Lost City? You're blushing. You should blush a bit as well. Out of ten, what are you giving the Lost City? Solid seven, seven, seven and a half. He's, yeah, I yeah. will join you on a very good seven out of ten. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I had fun watching that. It had its faults, but you know the the, the, the kind of positives far outweighed to the negatives. And I saw him by a long shot. Um, so. It's, it's one I'll, I wouldn't want to watch it next week, but give me a year and I'll quite happily revisit it again. I mean, nice it's, Sunday night, yes. sipping a beer and, you know, eating a curry with a good lady watching it. If Absolutely. someone's asked me right now, what should I go and see at the cinema? I haven't seen the one you're going to talk about next, but I'd yeah. probably recommend that probably first. But if we're going to say who you're going with, and going on a date night, that might be one I'd recommend, the, the, the Lost City. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely, absolutely. So, or from that one that you've seen that I've not seen, and I'm champing at the bit to get to it, um, is I couldn't go this week because of some technical issues, which is a film called The Northman, uh, directed Ooh. by Robert Eggers, who directed the film yes. The Witch and The Lighthouse. And you see that just when we're on before we get to the film itself, Robert Eggers was said he's very proud of The Witch, like the film The Witch, you know, mm-hmm. but it didn't live up to what he had in his mind. Which wow. makes me think, what the fuck did he have in his mind? That's Jesus. that. That is terrifying me now. Is, <laughs> yeah, because the witch is like, it's it's, it, it's a whole different level of making, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It is. It's just like taking a genre, it's flipping it upside down, putting it on its side, and then reversing it and giving it back again and saying, right. you know, there, there's there you horror. Go. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. the, the witch still to this day that 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 I'm, I'm spoilers about here. But that, that one bit in the watch where it zooms into a rabbit in the woods, it's just a plain white rabbit. It does nothing at all. Terrifying. There's nothing nefarious about it. It's a fucking rabbit. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I, I'm like why do I feel so at unease I mean, looking at a fucking rabbit? Do you know what I mean? And it cuts away and you're like, you're, you're confused, man. You're like, I don't understand what's happening here. What's going on with us? So, yeah. Makes yeah. you wonder, what did Robert Eggers have in his mind for the witch? Wow, Is that the, the, the witch. expectations? That's, um, that's insane. Yeah. That is so, nuts. Yeah. So in this film, you've got Alexander Skarsgård, Ethan Hawke, Nicole Kidman, Willem Dafoe, Anatolia Joy, eh, and Bjork. Um, yeah. I've not seen it. Tell us the plot and tell us what it's like. Okay, so I, I want to keep this as brief and spoil-free as I can because I really want to get your input as well and this is one we need to bond in together so it's definitely his film um albeit it's his most accessible mainstream film um, but it's still completely bonkers fucked up 
Um, so, you know, to, to anyone that's not seen his movies, they'll go in and watch it and they'll maybe think, what the fuck's going on? But they'll get it. Um, but yeah, it, it's just kind of, you know, <coughs> dotted throughout with his signature. I want to say madness, but it's not. It's genius, isn't it? Yeah, I agree, yeah. It's, his signature genius is dotted throughout it and it just kind of, you know, you're like, what, what the fuck's happening now? Um, performances... I'll get into it with you next week. There was one performance that, that, that let me down that I seemed to be the only person that was let down by it, um, so, strangely enough. Are we talking about Willem Dafoe uh, here? No, I know. No, uh, I'm say Willem Dafoe never let us no, down. No, Willem doesn't have a massive role in the film, unfortunately. No, I don't think so. Um, no. He's kind of building it. He's, he's got five minutes screen time, unfortunately, so he's not got a lot. Um, but owns every second of I assume. Oh, always. Who's the other fella? Who's the, the fella that was in The Witch, the lead in The Witch? Ralph Emerson. He's in it as well. He's oh, got the nice. Yeah, he's, he's obviously got his, you know, he's got his pool of actors, you know, he's, like got, some, yeah. Yeah. he's got Anya and uh, Ralph, you know, so he's definitely yeah. got actors that he knows. He likes to go back to, yeah. Yeah, and he, he's in it briefly as well. Um, Skarsgård is, is a fucking monster in this film. I've, yeah. I've, I mean, I, I've seen Skarsgård in a lot of films. I know he's a big fella, you know, he's imposing. Um, seen him in Tarzan and stuff for that, where, you know, he's, he, he's Big, you know, and buff and rip, but in this, I mean, the the, the size of the man alone, yeah. just the sheer, the bulk of him. Is, is I mean, he's proper. I mean, dude, he's ripped in a way. You know, you'll see like Chris Hemsworth and and Thor and stuff like. That. Once you see this, you're like, fuck me. Well, see, I think at times when you watch Thor, Hemsworth's ripness looks unnatural. Whatever I've seen in the trailer and the scars, you just look like that looks all. Real and huge, he just looks like a oh, big no, man. The, the, but yeah, but there's bits in it that you won't see until and you let you know, let, let, what I almost do you know the way they've done 300 where they kind of CGI, yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost like that, right? Okay. It's him, do you know what I mean? So he's like this big. I guess it goes back, we were talking about Vince Vaughn recently, how he's a big, big guy, big and man, yeah. Skarsgård's got that tenfold joy. He, yeah. he is big anyway, but you know, when he, when he bulks up and you know, he kind of rips, he, he's fucking imposing, dude. Yeah. I mean, like proper, proper scary. Um, I, I don't want to run it, but there's one scene. Tell myself, what, I'm assuming it is, um, to have it has his general madness, but you say it's more yeah. accessible. Is yeah. it very much a Robert Eggers film throughout? Yeah, like, yeah, yes. oh, yeah. I mean, from the opening scene, you know, you're in the very, very start, you're in no doubts, you know, what you're watching, um, right up until the end as well. The imagery is there. Is it entertaining um, for a start? Like, that's not, oh, like, yeah, for, for yeah. not, for, not for me and you who are obviously fans of the man and maybe a bit more film literate than some people might mm. be. Is it accessible to a mainstream audience in that I way? I think so. The, the one thing that I would say that, that, that's weird about it is. And I think we have spoke about this recently. Is the sound mixing is off, and a lot of the dialogue you re- I mean, really, really need to focus on the dialogue to hear it. Sometimes that can be the problem with the screen you're in. Sometimes that can be the problem. That can be a big Ma- issue. Maybe yeah. possibly, but I think with this one, it's just down to how how the sounds been mixed. Um, you've seen the lighthouse, and you've seen the witch. So yeah, as you know, it, you know, um, the witch is all done and kind of yield speak mm-hmm. um, the lighthouse is like in a weird Scottish American speak yeah. okay. um, yeah. a lot of the accent this, they're kind of going Scottish um, right. you know, which makes sense for Vikings um, but yeah there's a lot of dialogue I really really struggled to pick up on you know I had to really focus and I think right. I missed a fair bit I think it's a film that 
I would want to watch again subtitled. Right. Just to just to get all the wee bits and bobs that maybe kind of you know I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that I'm thinking you can piece it together. Do you know what I mean? But by that point, you're like in the next scene yeah. and you're still trying to figure what did they say there? And then it'll make sense for and down the line. But by that point, you're so immersed in the next scene that it's lost remember, a bit of the context. Remember, Jill had the problem with that with the witch. She had trouble following the witch because of yeah. the language. I get that, but th- this is just down to, to, to the sound mix. mixing. I think. Right, okay. yeah, I, think, I think that's the biggest problem I had with it. Um, bless you. Good Thank you. Um, imagery is is beautiful. You know, when, when the man goes mythical, you know, you, you know, you're, you're going on that journey with him um, mm. every single time. Um, gory as hell. Um, you know, when when the fights break out, it, it's you know, it's not a slap and a kick. You know, it's fucking gory as fuck. It's really visceral. Can I ask the um, action in the trailer? Is that the action in the film, or is there more than that? No, there's more. There's more. Okay, I, I thought maybe um, one of those films would be like. All the yeah. action is in the trailer, but most of the film is just sort of like talking. No, the, the, no. I mean, there is a lot of talking, right? Oh, yeah, um, but, <laughs> you'd expect but that. No, it, yeah, but no, there's a lot more action. And one standout performance, and I think he got shit in the past um, for doing a BBC drama, Dracula, Bankley's, or Banks, Banks, Clays, is it? His name is? He's, he's Danish, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. Outstanding. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed him in the BBC Dracula that he done. Four years ago, I want to say now. I was a couple of years I've, ago, but I, 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 people, everyone I talked to enjoyed the first two parts, but the third part didn't deliver. I enjoyed all of them, and I no. thought he was really, really good. Um, and I've not seen him since um, yeah. until he turned up in this. And man turned up, blew me away, and swanned off again. I'm like, right, cool. seeing seeing four years, my friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the four, um, yeah, I, I, for what little he's got, he's great. Bjork, um, embarrassed to say, I didn't know what character she played until. After I seen the credits, and I was like, "Oh, that was the arc." Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, you know, look out. You you'll probably latch on to much quicker than me, but I, I didn't know that was her. And I was thinking, she, I know she's in that, and then at the end, I was like, "Ah, oh, that's who she was." Um, Kidman, we'll speak about next week. Um, oh, that's then, so. Uh, that's the one that's of interest to you. Yeah, uh, and scarce girl to say. Um, it, it kind of you know grunts and huffs and. You know, smoulders his way through the film, but by God, as a screen presence, he's fucking terrifying. Um, wow. People, I've, um, I've just, I've not seen it, so I can't judge. I've heard a lot of people say it's on a comparable level with something like Gladiator. Would that where you would maybe picture that? Yeah. No, yeah, different from Glad- that. Gladiator's very linear. Do you know what I mean? Very yeah. A to B to Z. Do you know what I mean? Gladiator. Right. You know, you know, it's a very clear path now. But he's not the, that. The, no, this this more Shakespearean in some way. Yeah, for sure, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the the man's taken right. So here's what I didn't realize. So the the, the main character is called Amleth. Uh-huh. Um, now the Amleth is a legend from Nordic fucking mythology legends. Yeah, if you take Amleth, take the H at the end and put it at the front. Hamlet. Hamlet and Hamlet's based on this story. Ah, okay. So it's basically so. So, so, the, so this is basically Hamlet, but Shakespeare stole this from the Nordic. The Nordic and said it in Hamlet set in Denmark. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's obviously you You're basically going to see Hamlet, um, but as it was originally told, and not the, the story was told by like sort of by um, like 
orators that would tell it, you know, pass yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah, story. I think this is, I think there's only one or two actual recorded version of it, and there's there's none of the actual original, so this is like a kind of handed down version. Uh-huh. But yeah, so, so this is the inspiration behind Shakespeare writing Hamlet and stuff like that. Um, I'm mean, proud of Shakespeare, a bit of a hack, man, honestly. He just uh, well, stole. You, know, you know how I feel about, about Shakespeare. Um, yeah, to- totally, man. The man's fucking yeah. re- recycling everybody else's. He's a fucking, you know, Woody Allen. I don't know. Yeah. Could, we could also say he's, like, he's like Tarantino, you know, who does record it, you know. We've never done that, right? Um, yeah, so out interesting. Of 10. So, so North Am- is Hamlet. Um, out of 10, it's 8 out of 10, did. Because um, it's visually just an eye feast. Um, acting wise, 90% of the time is absolutely amazing. Um, and, you know, scar, scar. I'm still getting my head around physically how, that, how he's fucking done that and not. Burst himself open. How do you get like that and not just explode? I don't understand the math behind that. Nice. Well, you I'm going to go see so, it. Surely you can only get so big before your body just goes. Mm. I'm going to go and see it on our um, on my wife's anniversary. So I'm going to get, in, get turned on by Robert Eggers. She's going to get going and turned on by Alexander Skarsgård. It'll be a horny experience for both of us in very different ways. Skarsgård is not going to turn Jello on a song. I'm sorry. I think I think I, I think you underestimate my my wife like Alexander Skarsgård. To be honest, with you. I like, I like, <laughs> but um, no, I'm, I'm really genuinely. I really hope we could speak about this more this week. But I'm, I'm well, I'll definitely see this week. I'm excited yes. to hear your recap on it next week and and what you thought as well. And I say I'll add more to it next week once once you've seen. Um, Life got in the way this week, but um, I will definitely go and see it. Um, in next week cool. and the last film of the week is one that I've seen you've not and I think you're annoyed you haven't seen it yet as well and that yeah. is a film called X which has been out for a little while and um, it's called it's directed by Ty West who is he directed things like The Innkeepers The ABCs of Death VHS but I think both of those films were sort of multiple directors weren't they sort of like I don't I think VHS was it's not VHS not a, a, just a song ABCs of Death is definitely an anthology um, yeah okay he, he's, um, he's part of I think VHS is a start to finish his film possibly. Okay. Um, and the Sacrament as well. He's also an actor best known for You're Next and Drinking ah. Buddies. So he pops up in that. Okay. Don't ask me who he is in that, but he's in that. Okay. Which is a shame, I've got, it in, I've got it in the house and I do love that film, You're Next. Like, it's an absolutely mm-hmm. cracking horror damn film. Good, yeah, damn good film. Yeah, good film. Yeah. <laughs> the plot is <laughs> pretty simple. It's set in the, the 70s where a bunch of um, sort of young people, college students, essentially go out to an abandoned farm well, not a farm, sorry, a farm that's been rented to them by a, a, a farmer and his wife. Um, on a auspicious that they're there to for a, like a sort of spring break, you know, weekend away. In reality, they're shooting a porn film. Um, that they're going to sort of, you know, and I think it's in the wake of like Deep Throat and all those kind of films that they're going to mass market and make money off that way. Um, well, they're there, the old people who own the farm get wind of this. And from that, all shit ensues as the old people do not take very kindly to the fact that they're, Farm has been used as a location for a porn movie. As no, nor should they. No, yeah. should they. Yeah. If you rent a room to someone and they start using it as a porn film, you would, you, you would have questions. I, 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 oh, yeah. You might be telling us how old we're getting called it, rather than <laughs> on the side of the people who are making the porn film, we're making people who are trying to Rather stop. than filming the film, we're, yeah. we're, we're lambasting it. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, we're, we're on the side of the killers in this one. Um, <laughs> In the film, you've got Mia Goff, who's in the film Suspiria and Emma. You've got Jenny Ortega, who pops up in The Babysitter Killer Queen and the new Scream movie. Mm. Um, you get Brittany Snow from Pitch Perfect, Martin Henderson, or as he basically is, is Matthew McConaughey, uh, and Kid Cudi from The Heart of the Fall. So, um, 
I enjoyed this. It's, it's a very much a throwback to sort of a moody, pulpy horror. Um, it really does capture the era that it's set in. Um, it feels like a film from the 70s of, of that era. It's definitely got that kind of Texas Chainsaw vibe all the way through it. You know, everyone everyone's almost a caricature of, you know, every actor, every character in it is a caricature of what you expect. You know, there's a slut, the virgin, the, yeah. the nice guy, the asshole guy. Everyone's... Well, you know, like Cab- Cabin in the Woods almost very much so like that. You know, yes, everyone that. fits a role, and you know that's your role. A stereotype is there. Yes. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what it does do, which which is a problem we had with something, say for example, we mentioned before Leatherface, mm. is the Leatherface when we watched that the first time around, or probably the only time we watched that again, is the, the characters were given no time to actually care about them. There was never any sort of like build up to actually who the people were before they basically got to the killing, and it's all like I don't really give a damn why these people are getting killed. This mm. one. The first probably forty odd minutes of it is all kind of establishing who these people are, and it's trying to get into the sort of relationship and sort of like understand who they are and where they are all in their lives, and they make decisions of like changes in what you make and things like that. So you get to the point where you actually have these kind of actually have something of a core that you actually mm. kind of care about, or Start even to care about them, yeah, or yes, even understand them to some degree. So they're not just simply you know fodder for. The local Jason, killer, whoever, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the horror does take its time to come along, but when it does, it delivers. There is some very, very good horror stuff in it that's very much on point. Um, remember that film, the, the M. Night Shyamalan film we saw with the grandparents? Was it The Visit? Remember that one? Yes, very yes. much so. Yeah, <laughs> always, always. Yeah, it sticks, <laughs> it sticks with you. There's some moments in that to do. Mm. This is not quite good, that, but there's some moments you're going to go, ah, I was not expecting to see that. That it sort of it oh, does right. take you by a bit surprised. Which so, horror? I find the horrors hard to do right now because horrors maybe one of the most well done genres. Um, it feels like everything's kind of, uh, it's kind of all been done. Yeah, now, so, so whatever of... a horror surprises me, I'm always right. like, I'll, I'll give it an extra point just purely for creativity and, you know, surprise me. With, something you're going, right, I, I can tell that. that person's going to kill that person. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can sense that going to happen. But it's how they get to that point and how it's delivered, yeah. Yeah. you know, which I didn't yeah. enjoy. Um, it takes a genre seriously, and but embraces the stupidity of it in the same way. You know, mm-hmm. but it's not it's yeah. not mocking it. It's not parody. It's not trying to be silly with it, but yeah. it understands the sort of ridiculousness of this genre. But it's very honourable to it. In the same way that Shaun the Dead is a bad example. Shaun the Dead is very much a comedy. A horror, but it's also got horror bits in it. More like the Babysitter. You know, remember the yeah. top of that. It's got yeah. that kind of vibe to it, where it, and even Scream as well, where it's. Given a lot of acknowledgement to the genre itself, but playing with the tropes that it's sort of well established. Gently poking at it. Yes, well. gently yeah, poking yeah. at it. Um, but it's not it's not elevated horror like say hereditary or midsummer, where it's like sort mm. of trying not to be a horror, but it is a horror type thing. Yeah. This is a hundred percent it knows it's a horror movie and it plays to that um, and definitely plays on that vibe. Um I enjoyed the first maybe hour and twenty of it, of like an hour and forty film. The final twenty, when it gets to just sort of the, the sort of the, the conclusion, the sort of doing this a lot of rant, a lot of killings. I did find myself losing a little bit of interest, but I find that was pretty much any horror film. Once you get to this, the sort of the killing, like the slash, but yeah, yeah. The, the aye, the slasher part of a slasher movie, I'm never usually that big a fan of. I like the yeah. build up to like how it gets revealed and how the killer comes out the, the, the woods or the closet or something. You know, I like that part where it just becomes them running through houses, screaming and trying away from something. I can't think of horror film I enjoy that. that that's, the, that's the main point of it. I really, I really can't. The, the originals do it well, but everything after that becomes derivative. You know, like Halloween, yeah. Friday the 13th, 
Even Halloween, even the John Carpenter Halloween, I enjoy the pursuit, the chase, up until the point where it comes to a scream fest. You know, I, I don't mind it, but I'm just my, my interest and in the thing I focus on is a bit at the start where it's sort of more. Yeah, the mystery. I like enjoy the mystery part of it, opposed to the. Well, there's an actual story to sink your teeth into, yeah. as opposed to just you know a bunch of kids going to the woods to die. That's yeah. uh, so right. substance. Yeah, but the same way I'm about an action film. I enjoy the build up, like how an action film unfolds, rather than just a big spectacle at the end. You know, I enjoy like I, I, I spectacle at the end can be always be fun, but the, the bit that before is always the interest. But like, how do they get to the point where they're going to blow up the White House? How does that happen? You know, that you are an artisan of the finest honor. <laughs> I am, I am. Um, <laughs> like I said, I enjoyed I this a lot. I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's a proper Friday night movie. You know, it's a proper Friday night, late night horror film you'd watch at like, midnight after the pub. Is it slow? Like, in the build? Is it a yes. slow build-up? It's slow, but it's not pedantic. It, it, there is, there's always enough in it to keep you interested. There's enough kind of stuff that's going on. You're going to make you laugh and make you know, sort of um, How... keep, you, keep me intrigued. This is an odd question. Um, I'm not asking it. Every bit. How does it treat the porn genre? Um, does it no. ridiculous or does it treat it with respect? Do you or is it? The, do, the, do you know what I mean? There's, there's a director. There's a, a director character in it who's trying to elevate the movie, you know, to make it right. into a sort of a deep throw or behind the green kind of green door type thing. Thinking, yeah. like, I mean, take, take like Zach and Mary for example. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it kind of treats it with other boogie nights. There's a respect there for the genre. Do you know what I mean? As, as well, that they, they're poking fun at it, but you know, you can see that there's yeah, yeah, there's you know, we, we appreciate what it's done here as well, and but, but, do you know what I mean? Probably, like that? As I was watching this the, the day before, I was listening to a podcast called "You Must Remember This." Yeah, I think yeah. I think you know. And yeah, yeah. the and the series this this next well for the next few months is all about the erotic eighties essentially. So it's all about sort of the the nine and a half of the erotic weeks thrillers. kind of shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have like nine and a half weeks, you're you know um, body heat and Britain mm. gear and all that kind of stuff. And it's yeah. um, also but the first episode that's always is talking about deep throat and alive behind the green door and all the kind of films that sort of what paved the way for, like, so essentially the, the removal of the studio system to be, you know, to make yeah. it out of range. So this film doesn't really delve into that, but yeah. they do ha- they do capture the genre of the sort of the idea of elevating the genre into something more than just a fuck movie. Yeah. Yes, essentially, yeah. yes, yeah. they're trying to yeah. do something more with it. So they do that does quickly once the bodies start piling up. That does fall away relatively yeah. quickly obviously yeah. as you expect it to but no they try and do something with it to an extent not not a great deal with it but no I, I think it's a, I just it just interests me that uh, i wasn't an awkward question i'm just intrigued to see how they because i know some some films do just treat it as you know it's a fuck movie and it's in them so yeah. no yeah you know this is they definitely use the people, scenes you know? of that to do the things you expect, which is let's show yeah. some, let's show some naked people. Which is also, ah, shit. Yeah, yeah, but I would say they do play those scenes, I would say more for the comedy or the funniness of it, the silliness of it, rather than play it yeah. in any way sort of serious, which I think is quite fun. Cool. Good, cool. Yeah. So, um, actors, how was the cast themselves? Cast all very good. Cast all enjoyed. Like I said, Martin Henderson is, is doing a very good Matthew McConaughey. Intentionally, <laughs> or is he just... I think he's doing it. Yeah, it feels like that's the character vibe they want from this character, is a Matthew right. McConaughey. And you see it, you go... Because the first couple of minutes, you don't actually see him. All you can do is hear him. And I'm going, 
they haven't got Matthew McConaughey to do a cameo in this, have they? And it's like, no, it's not, but he is definitely doing all the Matthew McConaughey. He's nowhere near as attractive as Matthew McConaughey, but he's got the voice down of, of McConaughey, which is quite, yeah, it's quite funny. Cool. Um, a cast, all very good. It's nice to see like sort of three female leads, essentially, sort of like rocking it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, no, I enjoyed it. It's like I said, a proper Friday night film, you know, when you want to watch it now. Be good in, a, in like a busy theatre on a Friday night, you know, everyone's sort of kind of, yeah, ready for something like this. So I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed I th- it. I think sadly it's kind of pretty much dropped out of cinemas now, hasn't yeah, it? It's pretty much, it's, yes. Had it, I think we're on to like kind of half ten screens now. Yeah, pretty much. Night, I, I think it would be ideal for that. So it's like eleven o'clock. She used to do like eleven o'clock horror screens up at Renfrew mm. Street. Yeah, absolutely ideal for that. Yeah, well, you've got a car. Go fuck yourself. Son. Yeah. That's all I can say to you. Um, <laughs> I walk home after that shit. You would do, yeah. So <laughs> I am going to give it a very solid 7 out of 10. Wow. Now, for a horror film, that intrigues me because anything over a 5 for a horror film is um, interesting. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, really, I really want to see this. I want to see it a lot, and I don't think I'm going until it hits whatever platform is, which will be soon. But it'll be soon. I imagine it'll be soon, oh, yes. Everyone seems yeah, to hit the platform soon. But yeah, definitely, I think you'll definitely really enjoy it. I think it's definitely up your yeah, street. Definitely. Um, yeah. That's us for this week. Next week, there's actually not a lot out next week. It's very quiet. Um, we'll have so, to find some just before you get off, so, um, so the, the one that I really, really want to see, and it's released um, tomorrow, can't find any screens, is the Nicolas Cage ones. My friend, yeah. I'm going to get to this in a minute. So the, f- the only film that's out next week is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Not only is it showing at Silverburn at Sydney World, it is showing in the super screen Sydney World. Well, So I am going to see Nicolas Cage 300 feet high with 96 speakers well, I of, can't, ni- of I Nicolas can, Cage I can't action. see lessons for this on my app. Let's, let's get on. I will, I, will, I will live Google when it's on for you to go and see, sir. So, I have maybe been looking at previews for it, possibly. Previews, it's out, yes, it's out ah, previews. So, um, right, right, right. look for you. So, let's see, Wednesday, 27th. I've, see, I've seen two. It's on Wednesday night, it's on at it's on at five o'clock, 1940, 1930, right, 1820. Okay. So, you will get to see that film. So, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go and see this on my birthday. I think possibly this ah. is going to be my birthday treat to me is to go and see Nicolas Cage on a fucking 50 foot screen being Nicolas Cage. Honestly, I am genuinely very excited, but it looks it actually looks genuinely very good as well. Have you seen both trailers? Yes. There's an R-rated one and there's a kind of kiddie one as well. There's one that gives you more plot when you see what the actual plot of the film oh, is. Oh, no, the, the, there's like an R-rated trailer and yes, a I've seen all, I've seen all the trailers yeah. for it, yes. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm, it's like, this is Nick Cage Unleashed. Yes. I, I mean, Jesus Christ, what, what, fucking hell, I'm excited. I'm excited, this, so yeah. that... So that film is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That is out in cinemas this week, so we're going to go and see that. Other than that, there's actually nothing else out. Not, so nothing we're going, to have, we're going to have to try and find some stuff to, to watch on your Netflixes and stuff like that. We'll have to really look and see what we can find. So what you're saying, sir, is for the next seven days, me, you're going to be responsible for either the decline or the rise of Netflix. <laughs> yes. We will be hitting Netflix heavily the next couple of days to try and find something to watch. Um, oh yeah. dear! Right, tell me okay. it's, um, that, that's a, an interesting prospect. Uh, number three, here's the movie. Um, we're on Gmail, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. Um, still not on TikTok. I'm waiting for Richard to to create that account and do some do some dancing shit like that. Uh, TikTok is TikTok. You you mocked me for liking a certain song tonight, so I'm not going to do any TikTok. 
<laughs> I'm not wrong. Uh, so yeah, have a, have a really look up um, and, and give, give us your thoughts, man. You like movies too? Let us know what you think. Are we right? Are we wrong? Give, give us give us some input, thumbs up, likes, and subscriptions, and all that shit you hear halfway through the podcast. You listen to yeah, do that, do that stuff. I've been calling. You've been Richard, and we've been three beers in a movie.